and welcome back to RBN here on uh, Rebel Madman Radio. And folks, we are graced with the presence of two American heroes. Uh, and it is just enthralling to me to listen to what these gentlemen have to say because I sat and listened to it, but they experienced it. And it's just a, it's such, I, I feel like I've formed a bond here that what I heard 50-some years ago and what they endured, you know, uh, and I'm not putting myself in their category. Please don't anyone ever believe that for a second. But it has just put, tied some links for me and helped me to understand because I've been preaching since I left the No Such Agency that this government is about as corrupt as any government in the history of man. And I believe right now we are reaching that end where this government has corrupted itself into a point to where it will not be recovered. The other thing I wanted to mention was I've kind of monopolized here, and my co-host Stephen hasn't asked as many questions. So, Stephen, if you have some questions to ask, just just jump in there, buddy. Well, I was going to ask... You guys had like a 40-foot hole in the hull, right, as you were sent to Malta. I'm surprised it didn't sink on the way there. It just seemed to me they still wanted that ship to sink. That was just such a problem. And how it must have felt to think that, oh, my friends, our friends are here. You know, we're going to be okay, this thing. And then all of a sudden, oh, oh, they ain't our friends. You know, that just has to be just that, – that's, that's heart-wrenching right there. It's kind of like – well, I don't know. I, I, it it, it uh, says it all for me. If you want to know what regard this government has for you listeners, just think of what regard it holds the men who fought and died for it. What regard it holds them in. It left the POWs and the MIAs behind, and it tried to sink these guys to bury their plan that didn't get uh, – their mistake, tried to bury their mistake. It's just, it is a miracle that we didn't go to a third world war then with the nuke in Cairo. Can you imagine? I mean, somebody should write a book or, a, you know, an alternative history where that happened because this would be a completely different, horrifying world today if that had happened. And and I just, I, I am really glad that you guys are here to set the record straight, too. I It... it galls me that someone would try to speak for you when you went through this. And, and, and it also... I would never try to put myself in any same kind of category, but I do know that speaking out can get you hurt. You know, they they, they tried to the, the, a different, complete apples and oranges situation where I was speaking out against this company and they tried to do me. But you know, people out there, these armchair warriors who were saying, "Well, you should have done this or that," they, they have been in your shoes, and, and I, I I really appreciate that you guys have respect for the pressure that your shipmates were put under. Well, yeah. I also honor you for coming out now, and God bless you, man. It is a miracle that you're still here to tell this story when the world needs to hear it the most while this war is ramping up again, while they're trying to finish the job this time. Yeah, yeah, pressure. Yeah, we always get pressure. Uh, you know, uh, name calling and things like that that uh, Ron discussed, you know, and uh, it's just. Uh, we didn't hurt anybody. All, all, all we're trying is to get the truth. Uh, and you talked about wanting to cover up the truth. Uh, my wife and I were in San Diego uh, 
some years back, my son was graduating from a, a class in Coronado, and uh, we were in a restaurant, and we were at the bar having a drink, and this guy came up and sat down beside us, and uh, he says, oh, you, you were uh, from the USS Liberty, and I says, how do you know that? So I knew. So we started talking and everything. He said he was a doctor and so on and so forth. And he put, uh, started asking a lot of different crazy questions. And he uh, had a big watch on his arm. And he put it right in my face, you know, to the, to the left side of my face. And I said, hey, man, I don't know what that watch is. Uh, just get it out of my, get it away from me. I says, "What do you? What's your problem? What do you want from me anyway?" He says, "Well, listen. Uh, it'd be better off for you if you, if you don't talk about this USS Liberty anymore." My wife was there. She was listening to all this, and I was astounded. And uh, I said, uh, "Who who are you? Uh, obviously, you're not a doctor." A doctor. And he says, no, I'm a massage agent, massage agent. And uh, what I'm telling you, you better take to the bank. So we got in an argument. My wife told him basically to go shove the whole world right up where the sun doesn't <coughs> And uh, they escorted us out. Had to have a security escort us out because of this dude. And come to find out, yeah, he... He'd been in there scoping the place out two or three days before we even got there. How did he even know we were the, uh, coming there? Mm. Think about because it. Because he's strong, the U.S. government told him. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that, I mean, it goes so deep. Uh, and... Uh, you know, like Don Padler in California, he's been so good, he does everything and gets out there, hell, he can barely see or drive or walk. But he's still working hard for the USS Liberty. Ron Kugel's 84 years old. God bless him for that. He's still out there, and he's been there every step of the way. And, uh, you know, you were talking earlier about supporting RBN. Ron and I did that for years, and I'll tell you what, if you don't uh, respect and honor what RBN does, does you shouldn't be listened, but you better donate. <clears throat> Amen to that, brother. Yeah, I, yes, sir. And hey, you know, there's still time to get your name in the fishbowl for that awesome St. Andrew's cross quilt coming up, RBN listeners. <laughs> well, guys, uh, there's another question that, uh, or a statement that we heard, and if you gentlemen could respond to this, and Ron, we'll start with you if you happen to know. We were told at NSA for a while that the reason that uh, Israel attacked the Liberty was because of the NSA assets on the ship were actually finding out and were recording war crimes that Israel was committing in their uh, six-day war. Uh, do you have you ever heard that, or you do you have any knowledge of that, Ron? I don't. I, I wish I did, but I don't. Okay. Uh, well, that's fair. That's certainly fair. But uh, 
That was something we were told. Did you hear that, uh, Phil? Oh, My say question. again. I'm sorry. Oh, no problem. No problem, sir. Uh, we were told at NSA for a while, you know, when things were kind of simmering down, that Israel actually attacked the USS Liberty because of your intelligence gathering had actually uh, had uh, quite a copious amounts of evidence about the actual truth about how the Israelis were treating the uh, Egyptians and others uh, and how they were mistreating uh, people, uh, civilians and what have you. But I never saw any confirmation for that from that. Did you ever hear anything about that, sir? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, a good friend of, uh, a friend of ours uh, wrote uh, Body of Secrets. Uh, you know, he had that, and he said the same thing in, in, uh, in a film I produced, that uh, the, the most expedient thing to do with the Israeli, or the Israeli prisoners was just execute them uh, right there, uh, rather than house them up or whatever. But uh, it, uh, I don't know if that explains it or not, but uh, there's so many nefarious things that went on. I don't know what to say. Well, I think that may have been part of it, but I think the original plan was Operation Cyanide. And most mm -hmm. Americans are unaware of that, but the uh, LBJ had a Jewish handler from the time he first appeared in politics in Texas, and that was none other than Abe Fortas. And Abe Fortas directed his 1948 election campaign, which was a complete fraud, and had brought him forward. And allegedly, from what I heard at NSA, was Fortas had completely designed the plan uh, for Operation Cyanide. And that... Uh, what they were trying to do was to salvage LBJ's election in 68 because uh, Vietnam was going so bad he was being trashed in the press right and left. And so that they thought a great military victory <laughs> put him over the top for the 68 election. And ironically, when you gentlemen survived with the USS Liberty, Shortly thereafter, he dropped out of the race. LBJ did, didn't run in 68. So can you find any links between that yourselves? Yeah, absolutely. It, uh, uh, listen, you've seen Sacrificing Liberty. Uh, I, I'm sure you have. Uh, it's, a, it's a great, great deal. Uh, uh, True News, just go to truenews.com and you can, you can uh, rent it or watch it, but it, it is a four-hour docu-series that tells you everything you want to know or what you are scared to hear or are afraid to listen to. But, no, uh, there, there is uh, so many different things that go on that even I can't imagine anymore. Uh, I, just, I just can't do it. I don't know about what, how do you feel, Ron? Okay, I kind of lost the train of thought there, Phil, as far as, how do I feel as far as what? Would you say it again? Go, go ahead, Michael. Tell them what we were uh, discussing, please. Well, you know, we look at this and, the and you know, what everything that I was able to find through research at that time 
was about Operation Cyanide and that Abe Fortas had uh, engineered the entire thing uh, to make, uh, of course, you know how Americans are about wonderful war heroes, the fake ones, not the real ones. But uh, Well, sometimes the real ones. But uh, when we look at uh, what was happening at that time and that LBJ was in serious trouble, uh, uh, the polls were showing him in, you know, just not being able to win the election, re-election in 68. And this allegedly was a plan to make him out to be the war hero. Uh, oh, the uh, Egyptians sink a ship and he retaliated with force and rah, 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 you know, the whole thing, red, white and blue. But uh, when it didn't happen within just a very few short months, LBJ dropped out of the race. So uh, what what do you see any links there, Ron? Well, the one thing about LBJ that I do know is that, well, I, let me say about the whole thing is that um, when we um, we were supposedly supposed to be drawn into the Six Day War. And you and you all know that uh, if they had sunk the ship, they would have said the Arabs did it. Cairo would have been in trouble. I think they was ready to um, attack Cairo once the ship went to the bottom. You know that's about as much as I know about this. Is that as uh, that they we, they wanted this drawn into the war? That was their plan to do so. That's about as much as I know. Well, thank you, sir. Uh- the other thing that stuck in my mind, pardon me, gentlemen, for jumping around here. Stephen, jump in at any time. But the alleged ship that the Israelis claimed they thought the USS Liberty was, was nothing but an old Egyptian trawler that was used for hauling horses. Nothing in the, uh, as you uh, talked about uh, earlier, Phil, uh, Jane's book of warships and uh, planes and what have you, there was no resemblance whatsoever between the trawler they claimed they thought they were attacking and the USS Liberty. And uh, to uh, put the two of them side by side and ask a six-year-old, they would have been able to tell you that they're nothing alike. Admiral so, Moore said this. Admiral Moore, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Go again. ahead, sir. Go ahead. He said, ahead, and I could quote him word for word, that the USS Liberty was the ugliest ship in the Navy. He said that. Most easily identified because we were. Yes, we were bristling with antennas everywhere. And I'm not going to go into what we had, what we, or the equipment or nothing like that. I, I don't figure that's that needs to be brought up here. Correct. But that was... Uh, well, it's just what I said. Admiral Moore said it, and Admiral Moore had plenty of uh, experience of identifying ships on the out, on the sea. And he said, "There's no way that ship couldn't have been identified. No way." Well, I totally agree with you. And the one thing I would like to Phil and I touched on this a bit. Phil, uh, what do you see as uh, John McCain's uh, the senior? Uh, you know, his grandfather was also an admiral, and then uh, his father was an admiral, and of course, 
John McCain was a classic screw up from day one. But uh, anyway, what did you see or what did you gentlemen hear about Admiral McCain? Uh, because uh, our information at NSA was shortly after this happened, both McNamara and Johnson had uh, McCain uh, on the carpet and telling him, you cover this up and cover it up quick. So uh, what would how would you address that, please, Phil? Yeah, yes, sir, uh, Mike. It uh, was well, a chain of command uh, from the president you know, to the Secretary of Defense, to uh, the Admiral uh, in charge of the uh, Atlantic Fleet. And, uh, yeah, they said squash it, squash it now, and they did. The Board of Inquiry lasted seven days. They didn't take our testimony, but, yeah, it's just, hey, man, it just reeks. It just, it's the stench of our government. For God's sakes, man, all we want is the truth to be told. We're not out to destroy a certain race of people. But if you're guilty of the, the crime, you know, you got to pay some consequence. And we're here as the biggest whistleblowers you'll ever talk to in your life. And nobody wants... Or nobody gives a damn about what we say. Some of you us were do, there. brother. I know, oh, I know that. Do. I know that. God bless you. Listen, you were talking about togetherness. We're all together. I mean, we think alike. and That that doesn't, I mean, we'll have disagreements on, on a lot of things in life. But on this specific issue, it takes like-minded people to make our, our, our society, our country, our, our, our republic thrive and not, not go down the same rabbit hole all the time doing it the wrong way. And we've been doing it the wrong way, and look, look, look what it's got this world into now. If 1967 would have been investigated by a proper authority, Without the, the thumb of the government on, uh, on their necks telling them what to do, our country wouldn't be going through what we're going through right now. And that is a fact. Totally agree. Uh, the one thing that you mentioned there, Phil, and Ron, I would, if you uh, have an answer, I would like to hear it as well. When it came to that court of inquiry, uh, Ron, were any of the survivors as witnesses? Did no. they call even one? Not to my knowledge, and we do have a statement uh, from Captain Ward Boston from the uh, before he died that he was forced to make the outcome of the uh, inquiry to be an accident. We have that statement. Yes, I've seen that as well. And but, gentlemen, when in the world? Uh, see, this is what bothers me. I'm upset at my government, and I have been for uh, you know about forty years now. But I'm also upset at the American people that they tolerate it, because as long as the American people continue to tolerate this kind of behavior from this government, they're going to continue to do it. That's correct. And that is, uh, you know, uh, when, you know, are we going to stand up? And, you know, I, I was talking with a group the other day 
and I asked them a very simple question. When is the last time the United States went to war based on the truth? Oh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Go ahead, Stephen. Uh, maybe April morning, 75. I don't know. <laughs> Is that possible? April 1775 might have been uh, it. 17, yeah. 17, 1775 in April there, that, that, that April morning there, and the shot heard, you know, that, that might've been the, the last time it was really legitimate, uh, you know, fighting back, honestly, absolutely, that I can think absolutely. of. I agree. I agree. I agree. 10,000%. If what our, what our, uh, forefathers did for us, is being trampled on right now, and uh, they would be rolling over in their graves thinking this government went exactly what they didn't want it to do. It went completely to their uh, to their uh, body of control, not only of the people, giving them false hope, joining the military, that they're going to provide for you and help you, that's gone. That is gone because I, I don't believe it exists now. Oh, you're no, sir. I mean, all these they're in the open saying we have got to allow illegal immigrants, illegal aliens into the military or we're not going to have one. Nobody wants to serve in it. The, I think I saw the Navy raise the rate that the enlistment age to 41 the other day and 50 on the ASVAB. You know, I, I didn't go confirm that. But, you know, who would in their right mind want to go fight for this empire? It's ridiculous. I, I, well, my dad warned me about it. So you go. Go ahead, sir, please. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Stephen. I didn't mean to step on you, but a thing just popped into my head. I've got a neighbor here who is a career Air Force officer. And he uh, was walking by the other day, and he and I got into a conversation. And I said, well, if you get a chance this weekend or on Saturday, please tune in to RBN because I'm interviewing and will have some of the survivors from the USS Liberty. And here is a career Air Force officer with almost 30 years, and he said, what was the Liberty? He didn't know. I had to tell him. Now, and and then again, gentlemen, I hope you will pardon me for just a second, but I wanted to throw this in there because I think it correlates. My wife's brother was a U.S. Air Force Academy graduate, and he was an electronics warfare officer, and he was a wild weasel, and he flew, uh, they flew missions into Vietnam. His plane was shot down, and his, my wife and her parents were told lie after lie after lie after lie about what happened to him until we found out the truth from a good Navy sailor who was flying off of aircraft carriers. I think uh, the Army and the Air Force called him the Jolly Green Giant. I think you guys called him the Big Mothers. Are you familiar? No, I, I'm not. No, I'm not neither. Well, well. anyway, I talked with him. It was a rescue aircraft in the Gulf of Tonkin, and they, they would uh, go in to try to uh, save any uh, men who were shot down. Almost 40 years after my brother-in-law was shot down, 
I actually communicated with a man who actually was a Navy. Uh, I don't know what you call it. Yours, the, the guys who tried to rescue those people. They they had you know tremendous skills, but he had tried to rescue uh, my the the pilot and the Ewo on the Wild Weasel, and but for twenty but for forty years. The U.S. government, my mother-in-law and my father-in-law went to their graves never knowing what happened to their son. And the military knew it all the time. I don't understand why, and as you mentioned, why people keep joining the military. I believe people are beginning to wake up. But when we look at, like, Senator Dick Durbin from Illinois the other day who said, well, look, what we've got to do is we've got to get all of these immigrants into uniform in the United States military so that they can earn their citizenship. And then, of all things, that was backed up by Mark Levin. And he was saying, well, we've got to go back and do what Lincoln did. We've got to put these uh, immigrants into uniform because we need them. And when they put these immigrants into uniform that have no correlation whatsoever with our history, with who we are, do you think they'll take orders to do nasty, bad things to us guys? I, I don't know. I wanted to well, say what, something else, what but I they, didn't. What are they so, going to do? Are they going to give them guns and hand grenades and sidearms to kill of Americans? Course. Yes, and give them the things that we're not allowed to own. Well, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. But, you know, getting uh, uh, there's so many different things in politics. We all know that uh, they don't don't say what they're going to do. What they promise, they usually never follow through. And, by the way, the Congress of the United States, we've begged them and begged them to investigate the USS Liberty. And you know what we get back? It's already been investigated. Is there anything else I can help you with? (laughs) And that's a lie. It never has been investigated, and they know it. But they're going by the Board of Inquiry, which was coerced by our government, LBJ, and the rest of them, to cover it up. And we're the sacrificial lambs. No, we aren't. America is. They, America better get that. Well, gentlemen, and this goes to my point on politics. Uh, you know, I have nothing to do with politics. I don't trust either side. But here's the thing that I would think. If this happened under LBJ, which it did, when uh, Richard Nixon was elected in 68, why didn't he open an investigation? If they're really opposed to each other, why wouldn't he open up an investigation to expose the lies? Because they're all in it together. And I, and, you know, I don't think the American mm-hmm. public can actually accept that, that all of these people are members of the same criminal organization. Okay. Is and they Donald know, Trump, go ahead, Donald sir. Trump. Is Donald Trump the anti-organization? No. 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 Absolutely not, because here's the thing, you know, it it just really bothered me, and I said it to my wife yesterday. Suddenly yesterday, Trump comes out and says, well, what we need to do is put some troops on the border. 
Well, why didn't you do it when you were president? Well, that's a whole different issue. I really don't want to get into politics. I understand. I understand. Understand, I don't like politics either, and I want to concentrate on what you gentlemen are talking about. But my point was why, if these parties are truly contentious, why did uh, the Nixon administration, knowing the truth, why didn't they ask for a complete and total investigation of the USS Liberty? Well, I guess the only answer is that is our government's corrupt. I mean, I have no and idea. that would be spot on. Yeah, well, it's just... And you uh, would think, I mean, Nixon was a Navy man, <laughs> so he would think he would want to know, but no, I guess you're right. They, they're they all part of the same big club, and we ain't in it. Gentlemen, what we're seeing here, if you will allow me to once more intervene, what we're seeing here... Uh, uh, could you hold on? Could you hold on, please, Ron? We've got a break coming up. We'll be back on the other side, sir. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read one. This product has been a godsend for my father, who suffered from a heart attack about two years ago. He was prescribed medications for his condition, which was so serious, he almost died but he hasn't been able to afford most of the medications. After researching alternatives that were more affordable, he tried Extendivite. Since taking it, he has consistently lower blood pressure and experiences less angina. We are currently on our fifth bottle. I enthusiastically recommend this product, and I am grateful that it is available. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Hey there, are you going to wait till the cows come home to get your new ease-off drop and lift? What in the world is an ease-off drop and lift? Our Ease-Off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. That sounds great, but can I afford it? Sure, and the Ease-Off installs fast. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can I get my Ease-Off? Go to easeoff.com. That's E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry, because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. Easeoff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. Easeoff, LLC, 417-932-6419. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, 
anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. Republic Broadcasting Network and the Rebel Madman Radio Show. And folks, we are extremely blessed today to have with us two heroes, true heroes. And uh, it is just my pleasure to have both Ron and Phil here tonight. And uh, I'm going to let uh, Stephen jump in here, and uh, I'm sure he's got some things he would like to say. And uh, again, Stephen, I apologize for monopolizing. No, I appreciate you, uh, Mike, very much for letting us use this time slot, first of all. And for, you know, you, you were listening to this while it happened, too. And, gentlemen, thanks again so much for going through this hill again for us on RBN. People need to know what you went through. You guys, I mean, Ron was saying that it was a miracle you survived. Well, I think it probably was. So you could speak out today when people need to hear this the most, when it's just about to blow up in our face again. I don't want this to happen again. I mean, it, you can see what our our country did to you, you guys, for political power. You know, just just for the expedience of political power. I mean, what do you think they won't do to us? It just it, it's timely, you know. And I'm glad that you came on and set the record straight of what happened. I mean, that it's obvious that they knew that uh, it was uh, an American ship there when they were overflying it, and then. It disappeared from their board is is how I remember, you know, seeing this reported that that they had it on their board and then it disappeared. And then when the attack started, those planes were unmarked unusually. And what was the casualty rate? Seventy percent casualties, wasn't it? With you guys, 30 was how many were killed? Thirty four, was it? No, that was death. Yeah, thirty four. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, and a hundred seventy four wounded. Yeah. So it's. Two, two-thirds of the crew was either dead or wounded. 
That's so horrifying. And it, it, it's likened kind of to the coal somewhat with the big hole in it, too, because when they blew that shit, that, that, that side of the coal out, it kind of looked like that. But you guys were hit from stern, about a stern over and over again. Every compartment had holes in it. It was nothing like it was more, much more than that with the coal. I remember them trying to compare the two at some point, but this was, you know, exponentially worse i would say and, and deliberate too i just i salute you for for standing up and telling the truth now i don't know that uh, it's going to make any difference like you said no people out there just don't want to hear it they they want to just go on yeah football is more important to them i guess you know but things are coming to a head as we were discussing earlier how nobody in their right mind would want to come fight for this military anymore and something well, has got to give Yes. Well, uh, the, the people in the military now, though, are, uh, I don't want them to pay the the consequence of a of a uh, of a government that is is not going to support them. Uh, but uh, are they going to support them? Are they egging this on? There's so many different questions, you know, about the military. But the the people that go in. Uh, for the right reasons, you know. God bless them for for going in, but uh, they're they're kind of hoodwinked in a lot of ways too. They don't see it. And listen, this whole deal with the USS Liberty and our country and everything like that is bedrock in our in our society. Uh, truth does matter, and. You know, that's all we're asking for is truth. I think you guys are so good at, uh, you know, just being honest and upfront and saying, hey, this is uh, the way it is in life. And especially if it's hard, and it's really hard right now. We want to save our country. We love our country. All of us do. And that's why we've got to band together, not in uh, hate or uh, anything like that, but the the truth will take care of itself. That's our prayer. Steve? Yes, sir. Yeah. You know, I, I always like to give bring as much of a positive note into conversations like this as I possibly can. And we were just talking just a little while ago, uh, and I don't even mind saying this, that I went through a couple of times in the emergency room right here in Sheridan with um, what they called a flashback. And I want to tell people that finally – I am so elated because I, I actually ran and kept away from the medical people in this country because they had they laughed at us. They would poo-poo it. They, everything that we said didn't mean a thing to them. And my recent um, involvement with a trip to the emergency room um, with a, uh, a condition that I thought nobody would understand and I sat there and I had this flashback right in front of all these people and the personnel in the office, and they never laughed at me anymore. Now, I'm talking about when I come back from 1960, uh, from the service I was discharged in 67. Uh, when I came back, it was a joke. Nobody gave it any attention. Nobody paid any attention. And I'm asking the people that are listening to hear this. They are now paying attention. I saw it with my own eyes. They do agree. They do understand. Not all of them, of course. But it's way better than it was back in 1967, by a long shot. And if I could say anything to the politicians 
in this country, it would be this. You cannot, you will never stack one lie upon another without terrible repercussions. And they're going to happen. You just can't do it. I don't care who you are. Yeah, I agree with you. Yes, sir. They'll never stop. They'll never stop what God's going to let happen here. It just won't. No, and I believe we're coming to a head with a lot of this, too. Things they just keep pulling the same playbook over and over again. Lather, rinse, repeat with the false flag and send us to war on a lie and then rah, rah. And then, you know, the, that, that this generation comes back just as wounded as the last. I mean, my father was, like I said, he was in Merrill's Marauders in World War II and then my stepson in the sandbox. I've seen that both sides that way. Thankfully, never been in combat myself, but I'm afraid they're going to bring it right here to home. That's what they look like they want to do. These and, and masters of war is what I call them. I just, it just infuriates me. Has most of my life, my dad gave me war as a racket when I was a kid, and, and I've always looked at it that regard. Like these people are gangsters, you know, just just plain and simple. And people, like you said, will join for the right reason, and then come to find out that you know they don't matter. It's all about power and money for the the people that are really are occupying government at this point, I feel like. Yeah. Yes. yes. And now we're going to reap the rewards of um, allowing this to happen. Um, the one thing that I remember <clears throat> when I, is it was pounded in my head day after day after day. It's vigilance. Never stop being vigilant. Because they're going to, they're going to take this, uh, take us, take us over if we can't stand up for ourselves and remain vigilant. Back in back in those days, the military was so great; it did so much for me, and so that's my way of just trying to make something, insert something positive on this. Well. Big time, gentlemen, and uh, gosh, I, you know, uh, I hope you guys don't mind, but it's uh, as standard operating procedure for my program. Uh, I've got uh, two gentlemen who will join us at the top of this last hour, and one of them was the first commercial airline pilot to fly into New York City after 9-11, and they just come on the last hour just and i'm sure they've been listening to the first two they might have some fresh questions for you gentlemen uh, but they'll be very respectful i promise you i've known both of them for a long time and uh, steven knows both of them too as well and they are good people and they really care about this country and they are both good god-fearing men so uh they will like i said be on at the top of the hour just as a uh to kind of give us some fresh uh, eyeballs and some fresh ears on this. and uh, But uh, here's the thing, uh, Phil, that I would like for you to kind of speak to, sir. And I know we've seen the video, and we talk about how that the USS Liberty was one of the most decorated ships in U.S. military history. How can we do that and then claim it didn't happen? Boy, I've been thinking about that for 56 years, man. 
is 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 very ironic. Uh, how does how does it happen? It's just the same thing as everything has happened with the USS Liberty. There was there was uh, awards given to people aboard the ship. Uh, I received one. I didn't ask for it. I never thought I. I was happy to get out there with my life. But I, I received a award, and they told me uh, what a great guy I was. But they didn't say who was attacking us. They left that out. I tried to have it changed, and they told me they can't change official records. Are you kidding me? Why not? They've changed millions of them. I know it, but not for me. Well, when evidence uh, when evidence is presented that proves something false, then it should be amended that way. I mean, that is common sense, in my opinion. Well, that's what I thought, too. Well, I guess uh, we placed a lot more faith in this government than we ever should have, gentlemen. I have never regretted one ounce of faith I have ever put in my fellow man. That, you know, in these circumstances, sometimes they'll fail you, yes. But no individual has ever failed me like this government has. Could you gentlemen speak to that, please? Go ahead, Ron. It's hard for me to talk about this. And I don't know how many men that was in the military I've talked to because I'm on Facebook with a lot of former military men. And I can't tell, I just can't hardly find the words to hear what these men have said to me over the, over the years. Finding out that you are standing tall for a government that doesn't care about you. And they're everywhere now, everywhere. I hear it daily. I can't uh, respond to that any more than that because it's distressing to me. To think that uh, we took the oath, we stood as strong as we could for all these years following that oath, while nobody else, most of the politicians, could care less. It's distressing. It's uh, almost impossible for me to comprehend what these men have said to me in the last few months about serving the nation that didn't care about them. Their words, not mine. But I, I feel very strongly, pretty much the same way. They've lied to us for so long. You can't stack them. You just can't. I don't care. You can't stack one lie on another. We're going to have terrible things happen. I don't want to see it. No, go ahead, sir. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I, do, I just meant this. I, I don't want to see it. Uh, we've done everything we can for the last 56-plus years. To keep it happening, keep it from happening for to our families, and please, ladies and gentlemen, we have done this for you, for you, for you and your family. Amen. We've never drawn attention to ourselves. I don't want any attention. I'm a common man. I don't want to be any more than that. And I, uh, I just love this nation to the hill. Still to this day, I love it. Well, gentlemen. 
the one thing that troubled me when I began to find this stuff out, and most people are unaware of this, but here is something very, very distinct, and it is documented. This country started leaving their military personnel behind in the hands of their enemy in World War One, And we made a deal with the Russians at that time who had many of these men from World War One. We made a deal and gave them medicines and other stuff when they needed it, and they returned some of our POWs. But after that, we didn't ask for any more. The government just said there are no more, just like they did after Korea, just like they did after Vietnam, just like they have done over and over again. This is not something new for this government and its military people. And, you know, I'll never forget when I was working with the POW MIA movement back in the late 80s, and Charlie Daniels uh, came out with that song about uh, uh, we sit around in our uh, places, you know, uh, talking about the American public and the fact that there were American military personnel sitting in cages somewhere and nobody seems to care. That troubles me, gentlemen, because I put as much blame on the American public as I do on the government. Because someone should someone should have demanded something else be done, just like someone should have demanded that the truth come out about the USS Liberty. Well, Admiral Ward did that, and... Uh, yes, he did. James Akins and many others, uh, and our ship's doctor. I mean, there's been so many, and boy, it, it just it doesn't matter. I, like, Admiral Ward, man, he was, he was something else, and, and Ron knows that, and... Uh, he was a good friend of mine. In fact, that was the uh, I, when I first became president the first time. I, this is my fourth time now, but uh, I awarded him the uh, first USS Liberty annual award to him at the Army Navy Club, and there were admirals and and uh, and uh, generals there. And here I am up up with these guys. I was a third class petty officer sitting with all these guys, but. The, Hey, man, it was there to recognize Admiral Moore, and they all appreciated it, and they all had good things to say. And when I presented it to him, he said, uh, this is probably one of the best awards I've ever had. And uh, he's he's uh, very well decor- decorated. That meant... That award from the USS Liberty Veterans meant more to him than any award he's ever gotten. So that's how deeply he was in support of us, and he still is in heaven. So uh, we admire that man. Absolutely. Well-deserved admiration, if I may add. Stephen, your thoughts, sir? Yes, sir. I hope that uh, New Hampshire is going to go through with that. You you uh, said you would find out February the eighth, I believe. You said whether they were going to do that investigation because, it, despite what Congress tells people, it never has really been investigated, and they have forced uh, an incorrect conclusion on the whole matter. Well, yeah, that uh, that's a constant thing. It's in motion right now. I'm in contact. Uh, with people in New Hampshire on a, almost a daily basis. 
several times, twice a day. But we went, we went there, and uh, the, the uh, you know we told them, uh, you know, just be straight up with us and uh, help us out. Nobody else has. We're depending on New Hampshire, the good people in New Hampshire, and that uh, uh, that are in uh, positions of power to uh, just give us a fair shake. We haven't gotten that from our United States government, and uh, who who really runs this country are the states. The states run the country, not the government. And this state can change history for the best and let the American people know exactly what's going on. We got we got uh, turned down the first time. The vote wasn't correctly right, but. Hey, listen, we don't give up easily. You know, things don't work by the snap of the fingers. But I really have confidence in uh, Chairman Moffat and uh, uh, Jason Gerhardt and the others that are supporting us uh, to do the right thing and give us a, just give us a fair shake. Let the chips fall where they're made. Let, let the evidence prove itself. You don't have to uh, look through it through our eyes. Just look, look through it through facts. And there's only one conclusion you can come up with. We were set up to be murdered by our own government. And the exactly. United States government, from, from, that, from that moment on till now, is still covering it up from every president, from LBJ to Biden. And they and won't it, touch it was, it- it was a war crime, too. I remember hearing that, was it in 2005 or six? someone had called for an investigation of this attack as a, a war crime, and it, it under law it was to be done, but it never was done. Could you speak to that, sir? Yeah, that was the War Crimes, crimes Commission that uh, we petitioned the government with. LVA did, Liberty Veterans Association. And uh, they uh, kind of just uh, pushed it aside. Uh, it was an obligation of uh, the Secretary of the Army to, to do that, and they didn't do it. It was just, it's all mechanical stuff again. It's all protocol, it's all military, it's all uh, politics. So that's Listen, everything we've tried to do, we've been hit with a roadblock. Hit with a roadblock. We had a library dedicated in Grafton, Wisconsin. In fact, Ron gave the eulogy there. Uh, the, the gentleman, uh, Ted and Ben Robb, donated the money for that library. And the, the whole Milwaukee area came out and said it was anti-Semitic to call the USS Liberty Memorial Library. It was anti-Semitic to call the USS Liberty Memorial Library. Figure that one out. Well, that just means you're telling the truth now, right? That was kind of how <clears throat> the conclusion we'd reached earlier, that if they say that about you, then that's a sign that you're telling the truth. Uh, yeah. Yes, sir. 
But, but no, that, that doesn't surprise me. I just, I think the tide maybe will finally turn in with what's going on over there now. I mean, it just, they are never going to have the moral high ground again. If they ever, they never had it before, but they were able to act like they had it. And now after this genocide that they're committing and the whole world is watching, you know, that was the thing that they kept chanting in 68 in Chicago after the, the Liberty event. I was really young, but, you know, I've, I've, what happened then well now the whole world really is watching and they can see what they're all about you know it's it's just it's evil you know and, and our government is not only complicit you know they're, they're instigating a lot of this in fact i'm not even sure that our government isn't that government well my, my opinion is this and i'm speaking on behalf of myself not to yes. the lva the uh, the war in Israel right now with the incursion on their 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 land, quote unquote, and the hell that broke out since. How did it happen? That's what I'm thinking. Uh, Israel. It's got the best intelligence, the best security, uh, the best know-how. That's what they always pride themselves on. So you could put a small little baby mouse on the ground of there. If a camera didn't pick it up, a motion detector would. So why was the border open at that particular time? I'll go, I'll go back to uh, Arlie Burke, famous admiral that supported the USS Liberty. Uh, we got caught at the top of the hour. Okay, we'll be right back. Uh, more, folks. Sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for Truth, Liberty, and Balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBtalk.com and join the social media revolution.
You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.